The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Denise Salcedo here with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and we are reacting to the Elimination Chamber. We dive into the women's and men's chamber matches and the homecoming title defense of Rhea Ripley right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I gotta tell you, today was definitely a, uh, this is probably gonna be our most interesting show, Mark. And the reason for that is you and I, and a lot of people out here in the United States, especially those in the West Coast, woke up bright and early to watch a pay-per-view. This was my first time doing that. I know everybody- 3 a.m. Um, Everybody from, you know, different parts of the world are like, finally, you get a taste of our medicine. And man, I got to tell you, I applaud anybody who's ever woken up at this hour uh, to watch pro wrestling. Mark, how are you feeling? Denise, I actually feel all right now, but I was feeling really shaky about 45 (laughs) minutes ago. And I I told Andre, I said, hey, man, I'm going to take a little nap uh, after this, you know, Elimination Chamber uh, kind of smartened me up on what's going on with the uh, Nia and Rhea Ripley match. And I, I'm still listening to it. And then as much as I listen, I opened my eyes and I just had to watch it. And I'm so glad I did. They did a hell of a job. And I, it was just good to see good wrestling. Like a lot of times, you know, you you go into a pay-per-view and you know what the outcome should be and what you want it to be, but you really don't know. And 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 this match was one of those matches. You really you know what it what it kind of should be, but you don't know how it's gonna how you're gonna get there. And that's exactly what happened. I think overall for this pay-per-view is that I think for the most part, we all knew who the winners of every match was going to be. So going into Elimination Chamber, my fear, my concern was that it was going to be too predictable that I was going to get like super tired, that I was going to get bored while watching the show. You know, those were honestly my concerns. But I will tell you, man, I sat here in front of my t- my, my TV, my computer. Uh, it's as big as a TV, I feel sometimes. But anyways, so I sat here in front of my computer at exactly one. 
58 and I tuned in to watch the show and I will tell you Mark at not one point did I feel like tired did I feel like I was yawning did I feel sleepy and I feel like that was a testament to like the entire card top to bottom even though everybody that I predicted and that a lot of people predicted were gonna win one they still made for a very exciting show so overall I really liked this um elimination chamber yeah, I, I I liked it a lot, and I, I feel like that um, anybody that was able to get up as early as we got up enjoyed what they saw because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you have a pay-per-view that um, you can always watch the replay. You tend to go, you know what, I'm going to just do that. But I heard through the grapevine and reading on social media, how many people were gonna try to get up and watch it. And I couldn't believe it. So there's some people that right now hearing our voices going, nah, la, 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 I don't wanna know. I'm gonna I'm listen <laughs> to the replay of Busted Open. But that's fine too. Just listen to the replay later. But just know that I guarantee you the larger percentage of our fan base got up and watched the show. Yeah, so I put out like a little tweet out there the last couple of days asking people who was going to get up, who was actually going to watch. And I was so surprised by the amount of people that said they were going to watch. And then I thought, well, you know, it's one thing to say you're going to get up, right? And then it's another to actually get up. And this morning, again, I put out a tweet and there were so many people. I was thinking, Mark, I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to be like interacting on social media. Like no one's going to mm -hmm. be up, right? It's going to be like tumbleweed in the timeline i was so wrong uh there was it was almost kind of felt like i'm not gonna say like normal like a normal pay-per-view but it definitely felt like people were up people were awake people were watching people were having a good time and honestly i really wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting that kind of uh uh i guess you can say just turnout i don't know no i i think it was a good turnout i think that um, there's some people that are going to subscribe to the, I don't want the spoilers because I didn't watch it. If You can't say that if you get up and watch. And, like, we're not responsible for you not watching. When it, when it airs, we got we to gotta get after it. And <laughs> yes. the, the main fan base, they're not going to care if um, – you watched it or not, because they're going to watch it anyway. They just want to hear what happened. They want the news. We're going to give you the news, but we also going to give you our perspective. And that that's sometimes uh, the way we break it down becomes just as important or more important than, um, than just watching it, because we give you what could happen as a result of what happened. Well, you said it, man. The news. And the news is now. And we are headed to WrestleMania 40, all right? And this was, you know, obviously billed as the pit stop to WrestleMania. And they were supposed to be like a lot of WrestleMania implications. Well, as expected, we got some matches that were made official. And on top of that, throughout the night, we got some matches that we think will possibly become official by the time we get to WrestleMania. 
So I'm going to go ahead and get started with um, the main event. This was her night, Mark. This was her night. This entire pay-per-view um, was obviously, you know, built with her face on it, her colors, her theme. I think even the band that was the, the theme song for this pay-per-view was like even her favorite band or one of. Like this was completely marketed for Rhea Ripley, obviously, being in Australia. And to for her to get this awesome moment to main event. Uh, how did you feel about just like overall seeing Rhea Ripley get to have this moment? You know, I always love the fact when you can go home and as a celebrity and as an athlete, an uh, entertainer, uh, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever success that you bring to the table, when you go home, you get acknowledged and recognized for it. She she got to go home in front of all her peers, all the people she grew up with, all the family members, all of the wrestling fan base throughout Australia, and say, I'm back, and look what I've done with myself. And she went out there and had a grandiose uh, performance in front of her uh, mother and family in the front row. Uh, I wish I could do that again. My mother's not here anymore. And so when I see people get the opportunity to do stuff like that, I want them to relish it. I want them to love it. I want them to um, to really, really take it in because this may be the last time in her career where she gets to go home and be loved and loved on because the bigger star she becomes, the more scrutiny that you're going to get. Ask Taylor Swift. <laughs> that all is success, true. I think it's true for all there's situations. always greatness hate. I coined that phrase about four years ago. The greatness hate is real. There are people that just don't want to see you do well. They don't want to see you shine. And will I be damned? Rhea went out there and shined like a light. And, and that, that's, that's a beautiful thing. I'm very proud of her. Yeah, I agree with you, by the way, like on everything that you said and getting to see Rhea have this moment. Now, I have a really terrible memory, but seriously, though, when's the last time we saw something like this for a female superstar? Like, think about it. I can't like, you know, I've got a terrible memory, but for her to have this moment in her hometown, the pay-per-view branded around her main event, and she legitimately got a very great reaction. Like, I can't really think of one, at least recently, that that happened. You know what? Uh, man, it, it would be a lot of work for me to dig it up. Uh, I do remember back in the day, um, when Rey Mysterio was champion and he won uh, or he retained his title in San Diego and I thought they were going to throw a ticker tape parade. I mean, San Diego loved Rey Mysterio. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was funny to me that um, when we got off the plane, um, there was banners for the pay-per-view everywhere, on buses, on benches. Like, you couldn't go nowhere without seeing a, a, a WWE banner uh, with that pay-per-view. So, um, yeah, that, that one kind of sticks out in my mind. But I'm sure that if we dig a little bit, we can find, we can find one.
Right, right. So let's get into the matchup itself. All right, because this was a pretty this was pretty good. I think that this was a fine main event. Um, Rhea Ripley, for the most part, like the story that they kind of went into with this match was that Nia Jax, you know, once the, they've been building her up as this like dominating force, right? She's been beating a lot of important people. She's been uh, she's been kept strong and she was kept strong for the specific moment for the specific match. And so Nia Jax like really had a lot of which was like dominating Rhea Ripley and eventually of course Rhea Ripley gets her up and coming she gets it going she ends up hitting her with the riptide which was an awesome moment given Nia's size and she wins the match one two three we all knew that was gonna happen but how did you feel about the matchup itself and the story that they told I, I thought it was awesome uh there was several times where I just knew that Rhea was gonna not be able to uh handle Naya the way she did and uh, there were times where uh, Naya came out on top in, in certain situations where I thought that Rhea should have shined more but they made it a war they made it a back and forth rather than it being really one sided one way or the other and that is a specialized type of match is when you do the mano a mano, the equal uh, reaction from whatever energy you put towards it. That I love that match. Um, I would have loved to see Nia uh, destroy her and her persevere and uh, not slip over, but um, give us a little surprise to get it done. No, I thought this was like, I, I see what you're saying with that one too. Like they could have probably, you know, maybe gone a little bit of the extra mile when it came to Nia Jax's domination, but I thought it was like pretty good, man. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind the scenes access, and some of our best content from the Past. All available right now when you go to youtube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha Evolocumab is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life, too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. Visit Repatha.com or call 1-844-REPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about Repatha. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I just personally felt like the women's elimination chamber kept my interest the entire way through. And I liked what this night did for a couple of people, primarily in particular, Tiffany Stratton. So I basically asked people on social media who they thought was the MVP of this elimination chamber for the women. And I already knew what the answer was going to be because I thought that Tiffany Stratton had a phenomenal, phenomenal showing. And literally, if you go through and you look at that, everybody's response is Tiffany Stratton because she went out there and she just looked freaking great. And that's not to take away from the other people because I thought that, you know, every time Bianca Belair is in there, she absolutely kills that she did phenomenal. Uh, Liv Morgan had a really great entrance into the pot when she came out of the pod. There was so much here to love. Um, I don't know. What'd you think, Mark? I, I thought Liv uh, did a good job, but Tiffany... She she took a lot of risk. Uh, she performed well out of adversity. Uh, she had some reversals that ended in, in uh, big moves that benefited her. Like she had some elimination. Like her when she eliminated Naomi, I was like, oh snap! Like that was that was eye opening. Like man, like you didn't expect the rookie to knock off a vet. Not, no, you not, did not that early either. So, like, uh, I was I was very impressed with her showing. I was shocked at that too, by the way, because, like you said, you weren't expecting the rookie to be the one to get this uh, pin over Naomi, especially after she just returned. But you know what, though, I thought it was the right call because I feel like at this point, and it's been very quick. She just got to the main roster. I mean, literally, we were just talking about her when she was in the Royal Rumble and she wasn't on the main roster yet. I think it was like, what, a week or two weeks later that they called her up. So in or so for her to go into this chamber, to be part of the chamber, that within itself was like a big thing. 
But then to get, eliminate Naomi, I thought that was a really good elimination for her. It kind of said, hey, I'm here. I've arrived. But what I thought was also interesting uh, pertaining to Tiffany Stratton was the reaction from the crowd when she got eliminated by Liv Morgan. People were chanting like BS. People were booing. And the way that I saw this, Mark, it's like you're watching your favorite TV show. You're really digging the seasons. You have your favorite character. Season three comes along and then all of a sudden that character's killed off and you're like, damn it, I don't want to watch anymore. This person's out. Um, that's almost how I felt when Tiffany Stratton got eliminated. I knew she wasn't going to win, of course, but I was bummed when she was eliminated because I thought she just brought so much to the chamber. You know what? I, I, I like that, though. I like it when the crowd chooses. When the crowd goes, you know what? I, I know she's not a great person, but she's she's my not a great person. I I like her. I want her. It's uh we see that with MJF. MJF is not a good guy. I remember the first time he came in the Sirius XM studios and how he talked so bad to Dave LaGreca. And I wanted to I wanted to hit him over the head with one of the microphones. <laughs> and the more that I listened to him, the more that I was like, this dude is hilarious. He's not just a great wrestler. He's a great entertainer. And I think people see that in Tiffany. They see her being a great entertainer. And the future is just so bright for her. She's very easy to look at, and she tends to uh, get your attention by her athleticism too. Like, where's her weakness? So when you when you don't have a weakness, it's or you're not flawed. It's hard to hate on that until the greatness happens. She haven't had her greatness moments yet. Like, you need to let her slow build like she did, have some moments, have some experiences, and then down the road, I mean, strap the rocket to her. And then the people will start to hate, and you can make her that heel <laughs> that she wants to be because she doesn't act like a baby face. No, sir. I turned into Cat Williams right then. <laughs> She is not our baby face. That was that was weird. I don't even talk like that. It's, it's so weird. But she's not. You look at her demeanor. Yeah. Her demeanor is, I'm better than you. I'm pretty. I'm athletic. You better recognize my skills. Like, she got that kind of, like, energy. Yeah. And normally you hate those people. But it's... <laughs> It's hard to hate her. Like, That's I like so her. She's just hard to hate. She really is because you think about it and like, yeah, you're right. Like someone who's that perfect, you're like, oh, can something please be wrong with you just so that I could feel better about myself? <laughs> but, right, right, right. 
but no, seriously, like for me, like seeing like, okay, so when she was over on the NXT side of things, right, like she came in and right away, the first thing you knew was like, oh, she's got a great look, right? And I thought that the character they gave her, like, in my opinion, was pretty easy because I'm looking at that and I'm like, you can draw so much inspiration from so many different like iconic movie characters or TV characters that do similar, uh, you know, have a similar personality, right? Yeah. It's so easy yeah. to draw inspiration. And she took that and she ran with it. So like very quickly, you saw her really like, like that light bulb for her went on a lot faster than it does for a lot of people. So she knew what she was doing. She recognized it and she developed that character. And then in ring, like from the very beginning, she always had that athleticism. And I remember Shawn Michaels saying this on a press conference one time where he said that he felt that gymnast um, got wrestling a little bit faster than some of the other athletes. And so obviously with her gymnastics background, we saw that like within a short period. You know of time, why, right? Um, well, you can explain that. The ability to deal with pressure. Ooh, that's gymnasts, gymnasts and wrestlers have the most enduring sports. You have to be in not just great conditioning. You have to be in superior conditioning to be a wrestler and to be a gymnast. They're the strongest pound for pound of all sports. And the confidence that you have in yourself is borderlines narcissism. I'm so prepared, I'm ready for anything. Shoot a bullet, I'll move out the way. Like they, gymnasts are have a level of confidence in their grip. And I've done this apparatus a thousand times. Nothing is going to get in the way of me succeeding. And I want a 10. Gymnasts strive for perfect. Like the standard is perfect. Baseball, if you, man, you, if you, if you 500, you great. That's half. If you if you have a if you have a um, uh, uh, a football season where you know you win seventy percent of your games, awesome, unreal. In the NBA, same thing. Seventy percent is good. No, no, I'm striving for ten. I want perfect. That's what it's going to take for me to win. Because there's going to be some nine fives and nine eights. I got to be perfect. And Tiffany feels that way about herself. So she's going out there and everybody else is playing checkers and she is playing <laughs> chess. Yeah. And look at look at the athleticism. It's hard to deny. She's fast. She's explosive. And she I, I the first thing I said about her earlier was what was the first thing I said? She took risk. That was not a risk for her. She could do round off double backs with a twist. She just did a some just a simple moonsault. That's nothing. So her her level of, of talent and confidence uh, is well above her being a rookie, because of you know all of the qualities that she has. But I I, I mean. Um, you, they're going to have to do a lot of work to make us hate her. 
because it's, it's I mean, I'm I'm just looking at all the positives and the pluses. And and she's a cute girl and you can tell she's trying to be ugly. It's not working yet. And all I was the gonna say girls, I have not noticed. <laughs> I know what you meant little, by trying to be ugly. She's trying. <laughs> it's not working. All those little girls at home that love pro wrestling and they see how she dresses. Look at her gear. It's gorgeous. It's adorable. She's man, she's spending money on that gear. Big <laughs> money. And all the little girls know it. And the same thing with Jade. You see Jade Cargill, her gear. It it man, she look like a superhero. It makes they make me I'd be embarrassed. If I went in the ring and my gear didn't halfway meet the standard, that's that's what that's what Tiffany is, and she she's on the way. You got mommy versus the man. Of course, most of us pretty much assumed that this was going to be the match that we were going to get, considering that um, the story looked like it had been being teased for a while. And then on top of that, you had the official uh, confrontation between the two on the kickoff for WrestleMania 40. And then they've had several confrontations on Monday Night Raw. So I think for the most part, people expected Becky Lynch to win and to go on to face Rhea Ripley. But now... Mark, let's get to it. WrestleMania 40. This is a dream match. Like, I'm so freaking excited for this match because these are two freaking stars. They're two of the very finest in WWE, and they're going to have this moment. Um, what do you think happens? Denise, you had every opportunity to slip it in there, and you didn't do it. When did you I miss? You could have said, I'm delirious. You could have said, oh, that slipped out. You could have dropped the F-bomb right there. Aww. the time. <laughs> and you said freaking. I said freaking. I think it's because I'm trying to clean up my language, Mark. I'm trying to be less filthy, less sailor girl talk. Really? I'm trying. Oh it's kind of hard. I've but... never heard you I never oh, heard you. Oh, yeah. I, of I curse I'm a whole lot. Drink. Man, I get on this energy drink. I, I start losing my mind. Like, it, it's, it's it's like me telling you about me drinking. Andre is just so happy to see me drinking an energy drink because he knows shit's about to get weird. It's about to get weird. <laughs> so, yeah, we got Mark out here wanting me to curse. <sighs> so, Mark. Oh, yeah. But WrestleMania you know what? 40, what are we question, thinking? I, I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the matchup. This is a main event type matchup. But there's only so many main events. And with this pay-per-view, with Cody and Roman, and, you know, you got now you, we, we're going to have to have uh, Drew McIntyre, um, uh, Maybe Seth Rollins. Like, where where where's the main event going to be? Uh, and now, I mean, Co- it, Cody could Cody could face The Rock too, which is what I said in the first place. That and Cody we'll get to that. There's nights. a lot of options for WrestleMania main event matches, and we'll get to that, you know? But Rhea and Becky, like, that could be an option, too. 
that is an option for a main event because the energy that that match is going to produce, the implications of that match, this is a historical point in pro wrestling match. When I say a historical reference point, that where were you the night that this happened? That's what this, that's what this match is going to be. Becky, with all of her greatness, right there on the Mount Rushmore, and now Rhea is trying to climb that hill to say, you know what? I want to be one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time. I want to be on the Mount Rushmore. And if I have to deface you to take that spot, then that's what it's going to have to be. Like, this is greatness, guys. This is, this is why we watch wrestling, so we can get those fantasy matchups. How often do we get Hogan and Andre, The Rock and Austin, Triple H and Undertaker? Like, when do, man... I, I I'm 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 like a, a super fan. So I, I go back to the older wrestling. But just recently, um I thought about who do I want to see Brian Danielson wrestle. And it keeps going back to Chris Jericho because both of them are so great historically that I like historical reference points. And now we get another historical reference point with Becky and Rhea. Rhea wants it, man. You look at her, like, have you ever seen the videos of her training in the gym? I haven't actually. You, I haven't you seen, seen those you videos. Saw her, you saw her pick up Naya? Oh, I saw that for sure. I was so amazed. Holy shit. That woman is so strong. I'm talking, man, like she could be an Olympic level lifter. Her and Bianca, they, they like freaky gym strong. I, I, I man, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that when I found Bianca, that I was able to get her out of lifting and into wrestling, something that I loved, that I knew that she would be good at. But I, I still think, man, what kind of numbers could she put up if she was still, you know, lifting heavy? Now it's more about the aesthetics. It's, it's more about how I look and how I perform. But golly, man, when she was in her prime, you talk about strong. And Rhea has got that. I mean, it's, it's in her soul strong. It ain't just physical. And I talked about that confidence and that belief. Like, uh, it's, it's like the, the Matrix. It's like, you mean that I can dodge bullets? No. When the time comes, you won't have to. Ooh, whoa! Man, that, man, that movie just did it for me, Denise. I, I, I'll, get off, I'll get off track drinking this drink. I, if I'm drinking energy drinks, you got to keep me in line because I will lose it. And Rhea is one of those people that I love to see compete the most because she does stuff that I like. I'm a strong man. 
So when I see her pick a girl up and she kind of just effortlessly handles them and flips them on her shoulder and then she'll run and do a running power slam. Like you can tell when somebody is doing it and it's just not even work to them. That's what Rhea looks like when she's in the ring. And handling Nia the way she did, it makes me worry about Becky because Becky weighs a buck oh five. <laughs> if you 120, 125, and you're in there with Rhea Ripley, you better put some rocks in your pockets when you go out there because <laughs> holy hell, she can handle you. Becky gonna have to be on her game and I'm just excited that we're gonna get to see that. Talk is Jericho podcast with multiple world champion professional wrestler, lead singer of Fozzie, and New York Times best-selling author, Chris Jericho, is now on Fight Nation. Don't miss Jericho interviews some of the biggest names in wrestling, entertainment, and comedy. Plus, give all of his takes on what's going on in the world of pop culture. Catch the Talk is Jericho podcast every Tuesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on your home for combat sports, Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, Cody Rhodes challenged The Rock. And now I want to get your interpretation of this because the way that I understood this was, okay, Cody challenges The Rock, right? My assumption was, okay, a one-on-one match. But then Seth Rollins basically mentioned that Cody Rhodes wouldn't be fighting that alone. Did he mean that as like, is he going to wrestle twice too in a tag team match? Or is this, he's just going to be like his ally in the corner? I, I don't know what he meant. I need more explanation. And I think that that we all want more explanation, um, not just me. Um, be more descriptive in, in what you're saying. Do you want a singles match with The Rock? And you, if Cody Rhodes has a win over Roman Reigns and a win over The Rock, that is taking everything. When you say, I want to take everything from you, you're the tribal chief at that point. You beat both men. Like, that's a level of comeuppance that nobody in wrestling has or maybe ever will get. Because let's, let's go back right real quick. When was the last time Roman Reigns lost? Three years ago? Right. In the singles? And then he got that when he was pinned by uh, Jey Uso. That was a moment that they obviously, you know, hyped up a whole lot. Yeah, so I think Baron Corbin was the last person to beat him. Right. And who has beat The Rock? Nobody's beat him in, golly, 12 years? Jesus. So you, you you put 12 in Romans 3, Cody Rhodes going to be 15 years worth of victories? That's assuming that happens. That's assuming not that happens. We're assuming here that Cody Rhodes is going to defeat The Rock and then go on the second night to defeat Roman Reigns. I don't know, man. That sounds a little uh, too... Uh... That sounds like... Very cartoonish. 
Yeah, I was going to say that literally sounds like winning the lottery on the day of your birthday. Like, I don't know. That's just too much good stuff happening. <laughs> Am I crazy? But, but what would that do? I'm, listen, I know somebody that won the lottery twice. Hollywood Henderson. Played with the Cowboys for a lot of years from right here in Austin, Texas. He won like 25 or, you know, 30 million the first time. And then he won like 18 million the next time. Wow. That's yeah. just luck. That's beyond twice. lucky. That's beyond. That's that's lightning striking in the same place. Like legit lotteries. And that would that's what I think it would be for Cody if he was able to get a win over the rock. And even if it was a tag match and you got the pin on the rock, that's big. And then you get a then you beat Roman Reigns for the for the world title. Oh man, you took everything. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling and I play rock and roll. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The only place to party is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation 156 and on the SiriusXM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. It is that time of the week, and that is to pick our weekly winner. As always, there's so much wrestling throughout the week. We got Raw, we got NXT, we got AEW Dynamite, we got SmackDown, Rampage. I mean, there is so much that is happening throughout the week. Um, So let's do this. So we've recently changed things up, by the way. Uh, instead of kind of going through every single highlight that went down for each and every single show, we're just going to go ahead and get right to it. What was the best show of the week and why? So, Mark, do you want to start? What is your uh, weekly winner for this week? Well, hell yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is... Uh, okay, let me start with the pimp voice. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, man, it's the energy drink. That stuff, it affects me adversely at times. Um, I feel like Wednesday night was pretty damn strong. And Dynamite takes it for me because of the open. And when you put Moxley... Um, out there and Claudio Castagnoli uh, against FTR. Um, that's a recipe for something unbelievable happening. And it did. And the way to finish with the time running out. Oh my gosh. Like everything that could have been good happened in a match. That Just to put it like that. It was damn near perfect. It may not have been perfect to them. But to the wrestling fan watching, oh, we loved it. We loved it. And then you had promos 
from Sting that I got emotional and a, and a tear fell down my face. Uh, and then Wardlow came out and it was like somebody pissed in his cornflakes and <laughs> he was like, wait a minute, this ain't milk. And went off. I don't even remember how, how long he went off, but he went off for a while. I mean, over five minutes. And he talked about everybody that's anybody. I beat them. He talked about the perception of him. And he brought up, look at me. And he pointed to the screen, look at me. That guy can't be champion? Get out of here. He put it on the company. He put it on Tony. He put it on the people that he compete against. Man, like I, I was just ate up. I was like, what a hell of a show. What is going on? Like, that was a really good show. And it would be hard. I, I don't think nothing else could beat it. It's definitely hard to argue because you're right. Like, uh, you know, the opening match was great. I think my only nitpicky thing for it was like, I felt like we just had a time limit draw, you know, two weeks ago. And then they teased one last week too. So I kind of felt like it was a little bit, maybe just a tad bit too repetitive, but the match itself was still really freaking great. Um, you mentioning the Wardlow promo, and that's literally been like the best thing they've had Wardlow do in months. So personally, like I was a big fan of that uh, Wardlow promo as well. And the uh, main event, it was a lot of fun. You know, you have these guys go out, go out there, Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Brian uh, taking on Hook, Hangman, and RVD. And you just got like a very fun, entertaining match. And so I think they did a really good job of, you know, building up some more hype for AEW Revolution. Um, but with all of that being said, as I was sitting here thinking, I got to give my weekly winner this week to Monday Night Raw. And the reason why I'm giving it over to Monday Night Raw is I enjoyed a lot of what they did. I thought the show flew by really fast. I thought they did a good job of getting me hyped for the Elimination Chamber. I thought it was a pretty strong, you know, uh, show heading into the premium live event. Um, I enjoyed Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. I thought they did really good work there. And Drew McIntyre getting that victory was definitely needed. And now in hindsight, seeing him go on and win the Elimination Chamber, uh, you know, even better. Um, the Women's Elimination Chamber Last Chance Battle Royal. I thought Raquel Rodriguez coming out and getting the win was a good shout out for her too. So I definitely enjoyed that as well. Um, I enjoyed Chad Gable and Ivar. You know, Chad Gable is always a freaking gem with like literally everything. And um, him like lifting up Ivar anytime he did like a suplex or anything like that was just like kind of crazy to be honest and then the main event uh Gunther defeating Jey Uso for the Intercontinental Championship what can I say I'm a big fan of Gunther and his reign and I, I think a lot of people are and I thought that this was a solid main event as well um I had a good time with all of this so for me that's why I had to go with Monday Night Raw M Monday Night Raw was awesome um Gunther and Jay, like with Jimmy coming out and ringing the bell and interfering and causing Jay to lose, um, I thought was excellent. Like so well thought out. The timing was perfect. And I, I, I just realized they went home a little early because they still had two and a half minutes 
And, of course, Jimmy with a couple of splashes and, you know, like the milling around and stuff, they they got the job done. Um, was impressive because that means that nothing is rattling you. Like, keep going, keep stay to the the to the to the aim to the game, and and to the game plan. And they did. And um, I, I just man, this is brother said it best. We are in the best time ever for being pro wrestling fans because. It's not just WWE and AEW and New Japan and TNA and MLW and all of GCW and all the companies around the world, reality of wrestling. It's not just the wrestling. It's the fact that we have busted open. We have Sirius XM to where all the fans can have a network of pro wrestling to lean on. We are the ESPN and Fox Sports for pro wrestling in the world. That's what we are. We're the biggest industry as football, basketball, baseball, the Olympics, golf, marbles, tiddlywinks, whatever you want to call <laughs> it as your sport and entertainment. And we report the news like soldiers. Today, I'm very proud to be on this show. Because we've been up since 4 a.m. We watched a four-hour, near four-hour wrestling show. Came on the air for three hours. And we still got work to do. And the fans that, that did it, that got up at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning in the U.S., shout out to y'all. That means y'all real ones. Y'all real wrestling fans. And I hope you have a subscription to SiriusXM and you subscribe to uh, Bust It Open and to our podcast because, like, we're your sports reporters. You know, De Denise is Molly. I'm Stephen A. Dave is, is 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 at the top of his game and Bully and Thunder Rosa and Tommy, like we Mickey, like we all are on here for you guys. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.